0: Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Moose Lodge, where the wheels are always spinning. This is Season 2, Episode 1, where I will be speaking with my best friend, Rebecca Begley, about our friendship throughout college that has lasted through this day. I hope you guys enjoy. So, Becky, please introduce yourself to our audience and uh, if you could take a minute to explain how we met, that would be good too.
1: Yeah, so my name's Becky and Chris and I met in college when I was working at this restaurant called Flames. Um, It was a restaurant bar that really catered to the college crowd Um, and it got kind of crazy for the late night happy hour, so it was more like it was more like a club in a way than it was a restaurant, but it was still like a family restaurant. So it was <laughs> kind of this interesting gray area, but they sold really cheap drinks. So a lot of people were always in there. And um, and Chris was always there with one of his friends because um, they had the... Um, the handicap seating was like where our... Barwell well was. So if I was there waiting on drinks for my tables, Chris was sitting right there, like right at the same spot. So we started talking all the time. And so we just ended up hanging out from there. I think we added each other on Facebook and then it just kind of kept going from there. This is where I spent a lot of time in college. I think I would go there every Thursday
0: at least with my friend Shay, who was also disabled as well. And then, um, you and I started hanging out, and I, I think, if I remember right, um, uh, what really made us start hanging out more and together on Facebook was actually when I, I left my phone there on accident.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah! Well, no, yeah. wasn't, wasn't there a, a thing that, like, somebody stole your
0: phone? Uh, one of the, wait, other, uh, barbacks or waiters um stole my phone from wherever you guys used to keep your personal items which is also where lost and found was and then um somebody just took it i guess but a week later i
1: got—I don't know what happened but
0: <laughs> i have to remember but i think that was what made us connect because you were trying to help me. you felt bad for me and you were trying to help me find my phone and then our relationship went from there um yeah,
1: something like that. I know we were always talking gossip at the well. Yeah,
0: <laughs> about the restaurant itself, which is kind of funny. Yeah. Uh, so, anyways, Becky. Um, throughout our, throughout our time as our friendship progressed, I noticed that, um, in in my relationship with you, you made it easier for me to hang out with people because you really took it upon yourself to make sure I was involved in certain activities. Can you speak to that for a moment?
1: Yeah, so, um, when Chris and I would hang out, we would mostly just like, I don't know, go out to eat or walk around campus or something like that. And like, in our conversations, you like, I don't know what it was that made me ask or you just told me you were like, Yeah, I can pretty much do anything. And I was like, what? And you were like, yeah, I've like done scuba diving and I've done this and I've done that and and I can go bowling and I can do this. Like you just do this one thing and then um, I, can, I can do anything. And I was like, oh my God, that's so crazy. Like I didn't ever think about that. You know, when you perceive a disabled person before you meet them or get to know them, you just think, oh, you know, that's so kind of depressing. They're just in this chair all the time and they can't go places and they can't do things. But the reality is, is that like, if you have the means, you can do anything. And I think overall your parents were really supportive of you and they had the means to make sure that you could do everything or do anything that you wanted to do. And um, that for me was just like kind of mind blowing that there was nothing that could hold you back. And so I was just like, okay, well then you're just like everybody else. You just have this one thing that we just kind of have to make accommodations for here and there. It's it's no big deal. Um, and uh, so it was just like, okay, well there's nothing that I can necessarily like I, I don't need to exclude Chris from anything um so it was like okay you can bowl let's go bowling and like invited all of our friends out and Chris came along and yeah he had to go down the little ramp at the very end of the hallway to come down to the bowling area rather than just taking the steps and
0: uh yeah. just for that things we did was we went bowling um outside of the campus environment you came and you picked me up in my van actually and we all met our friends at the bowling alley uh down the street fourth street bowl i think it was and we all went bowling and we hung out there and it was really fun just to be in that environment and i met a lot of your friends which are still my friends today my friends today you know so that was really oh yeah
1: fun. yeah and driving that van that thing is a freaking spaceship <laughs> There's so many bells and whistles on that thing, it's crazy.
0: Yes, it, it's, uh, it's a piece of work for sure. <laughs> uh, for those of you guys who haven't seen, there's lots of buttons. There's lots of things you have to remember. There's a ramp that comes down. Um, there's special buttons to open the door. So it is definitely a project for sure. Yeah. But so Becky would get that on, no problem. So, Oh, yeah. Depending on that, um, you know, the example of driving the van and going bowling and those type of things that we did showed me over time that you never saw me as a burden where other people um, may have. And I know um, you saw some ex- examples of this yourself. So um, can you can you speak to that for a moment and uh, why you think that m- may be or maybe in your case it, it wasn't?
1: Yeah, so... I think some people might be a little hesitant to hang out with a disabled person just because there's a little bit of extra work involved in the friendship. And um, for me, that little bit of extra work was so worth it, you know? Like, Chris is just so fun and such an amazing person that, like, I can't imagine just being like, oh, well, like he's a little messy when he eats or this or that. It's like, I don't want to hang out with him. It's like, come on, dude, like he's cool. Why, why did you want to like do that? That's, um, so I was just like, okay, well, like I just have to make sure he has somewhere to sit at the table. Like if it's the whole table when we get to the restaurant it has all four chairs tucked into the whole table. It's like, okay, well, where am I going to sit? Because these chairs are all in the way. It's just like, okay, just move the chair so he can roll right in. You know? And just certain easy things for me that was just like, okay, no big deal. Like, just get it done. It's no big deal. Um, so for me, like I said, it the, the reward was bigger than the you know, the, the effort. So, yeah. Right, right. And I remember, um,
0: one of the things you told me is that you had a little bit of a prior experience with people with disabilities from school, or maybe with your mom and her friend, friend Eric, which I think helped you a little bit, which I think that a lot of people interacting with someone like me, may be their first experience, you know, corresponding with someone with a disability. So I think that shock factor is still there. And I think that's a big part of it.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that might be it. Um, And for those of you who don't know, um, Eric, he was very kind of influential person in the town that I'm home from, um, Hollister, California. He, um, I'm not sure what his... um, I think it was a disease that he had that basically crippled him more and more throughout time um because when he was younger he would a- he he wasn't able to drive but he was able to go around town and ride a bike and he would go and I think his main sort, form of income was just can recycling and um he would just go around like collecting cans and things like that. And uh, obvi- I mean, sure, he had like to say disa- uh, disability and things like that. He lived with his brother primarily, and um, he would go around and just talk with everybody. And he was super, super outgoing and talkative and just got to know everybody and everybody loved him. And they would be like, oh, Eric's here. And then they, everybody give him his their recycling and hang out. And, and uh over time he eventually was in a wheelchair, and that's when I met him was he came into my mom's shop. she does upholstery and uh, she he 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 was like pointing at his his armrest because the armrest on his chair like was just all tattered and needed replacing and I guess it was giving him um you know it was kind of like irritating him at when he was trying to go around so he was like can you fix this for me and uh she went and she was like okay cool and like took it off fixed it up slapped it back on she's like there you go and he just went on his way um you know and it was like it was kind of like a community effort to um help him yeah like keep him going help him out and and you know I think that um that kind of like just really nice and that little bit of effort that my mom did to just help him out was just like no big deal and that probably did um influence me enough to just be like okay well this is kind of a similar situation you know um you just got to make a little bit of effort just to be a nice person right right and uh, you mentioned effort and that's a that's a great
0: point. But that also leads to the understanding that you and I always had with each other, I think from day one, was that we would always tell each other the truth. And I think that's important, not only in our relationship, but in all relationships. Can you speak to maybe how that played a factor into our, a factor into our relationships and the importance of that?
1: Um, I mean, I, I've always been told that honesty is the best policy Um, you know I was raised to never lie I'm not a good liar because of that I just didn't get any experience in lying Um, and when it came to Chris like he would come to me for advice or um, just a perspective on something and just me as a person like I'm going to I'm going to tell you straight, like, I'm going to tell you how it is. If you're going to come to me and you're going to ask me for my advice, I'm not going to sit there and diddle daddle and like scoot around the question. I'm going to tell you straight. I'm going to tell you how it is. And, um, I think also Chris is the same way. Um, so we just worked really well together with that. Um, and that being a part of our relationship, um, which made our relationship stronger, you know, because I feel like if you're gonna sit there and lie to somebody, you're probably not gonna be good friends with them.
0: I would completely agree with that, you know you don't you don't want to put time and energy into somebody who's not going to tell you like it is, because you you won't really know if you can trust them in the future. I think that's the big thing. Yeah. So then, um, you know. I, th- I think our experience would lead you to um, the opportunity, maybe um, do you have some advice for individuals who may be um, in the middle of a friendship with a person with a disability, or maybe thinking about that, whether be positive or negative?
1: Um, I think that if you're, if you're like hesitant to being friends with a disabled person, it just goes, to show that you don't really know much about them or their life or their lifestyle, um, and you know that is all more reason to get to know them, because like I said, for certain disabled people that have the means, there's there's nothing that they can't do, and I think you need to keep that in mind. Um, Chris told me too; he like can go. On an airplane and I was like what how do you get on an airplane <laughs> and uh you know he's just like oh you take this like really small uh wheelchair that just fits right down the middle of the aisle and there you go and I was like oh my god I can't believe that that's a thing I you know you don't see that all the time you know I don't know very many people that get on a plane that see that happening you know I don't I guess maybe you guys probably pre-board or something. So, the rest of us um, as you call them, ABs, uh, don't see that as something that's just like, oh, it's no big deal. That just happens. It's easy. Um, So, I don't think that there's anything that should be a real burden in terms of, like, a friendship um, because all you gotta do is just Be a nice person, pull out a chair, make, make room, whatever it is. It's, you know, there's not much effort that goes into it, but it is just a little bit more than you would if, if you had a friend that was just up and walking around like us ABs. Um, so yeah, it's, I think if you want to be friends with somebody who's a cool person, then you should be friends with that person no matter what. I would agree. I think that we all get caught in the
0: conundrum of we all judge a book by its cover and I think what you're touching on just speaks to the importance whether you're disabled or not in any relationship whether that be friendship or marriage or whatever the case may be uh, not to judge the book by its cover and get to know the person on the inside and the outside before you make any decisions to where you want to go with them.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, in any relationship, you're gonna have to make compromises. You know, that. I've learned that with my marriage. Um, Yeah, well, I I think, you know, if anything, um, another thing I'll speak
0: to is, you know, our relationship has changed over the years. I'm still here in California, and now you live in Oregon. And now uh, maybe we don't speak as often as we would like to, but we still make that effort because we realize how important it is. yeah. Yeah just chose to chose to not only do you make compromise but you have to adapt with your relationship as it as it changes I you know I'll be honest and you know this neither one of us were happy you know with you moving because we weren't going to see each other but we both supported it because we knew it was what was best for you and you knew that you would still keep in touch with me as much as possible so it's all working still
1: yeah yeah and I mean that that's that happens with anybody you know i still have friends in san jose that i see when i go and see chris you know um that i don't see a lot because um, i moved but it's the same thing you know that that same effort that goes into chris and i's friendship would go into the same friendship with somebody else so right well okay becky thank you for coming on you say hi
0: happy and healthy in this times of COVID-19, okay?
1: Yeah, thank you. All right, have a
0: good day. Well, I'd like to thank Becky for coming on. Hope everyone enjoyed that. Come back to the Moose Lodge, where the wheels are always spinning and our antlers are always open for more content. Bye.